Hey, you guys, welcome to the Inspiring Souls podcast. We're so happy you're here with us today. And today we have Rachel Millen with us. How Hi, are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, we're going to start with Rachel introducing herself to us. Yeah. So I am 26 years old, kind of, um, I don't even really know. I like to be outdoors. I like to um, garden. Ooh, and you'll have to teach me. I do not I agree with that. <laughs> so bad at it it's so fun but um yeah still kind of getting the hang of things and I recently moved back to St. George from California and yeah I don't really know I love it yeah so what took you to California in the first place so I um got married and my ex-husband and I moved out there because he was doing um solar sales out there and then I just taught fitness classes at the gym Okay, so, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Have you, did you like doing fitness yes, classes? I loved it. Was it like Zumba? Was it weights? So it was like, I did a spin class and then um, body works class, which was like low weight, but high repetition. And then okay. I also did Aquafit. Oh, so for yes. the seniors, it was <laughs> so fun. That's awesome. I love them all. So yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how has adjusting to being back home? Are you living yeah. on your own? I know, is your family, your yes. family's here, right? Yes. How yeah, has that adjustment been? It's, back? you know, it's been interesting. I've been on like a whole healing journey, I would say for the past year, um, a little over a year ago is when I started trying, trying to like, really be like, what am I like, what's kind of, let's dive into my life. Let's dive yeah. into my inner world and see what negative patterns I need to like readjust and everything. So, um, yeah, I've kind of gotten into a little bit of like energy work and then also mm. I'm LDS. So really kind of dove into the gospel and the atonement and God's love and all of that, all of that good stuff. So I don't even really know what, what I don't even remember what the question That's was. Okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. Um, just but, adjusting to being back. Oh, yeah. How, but we, I love, like you talked about your healing journey and looking mm-hmm. inside yourself. And I feel like that can be really, really hard to do. Yeah. To like really look at ourselves raw yes. and authentically. And still love and accept yourself. Yeah. No matter what kind of you find. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but it's been, it's been really, really good, really healing for me. And, um, I feel like I'm coming into this whole new person than I even was three months ago, yeah. six months ago. Yeah. It's just like, I'm constantly changing, but I love it. I love the transformations and the journey and yeah. So life's good. Good. It's really, really good. 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 Um, so if you don't mind me asking, yeah. how long ago was your divorce? Did you move back about a year ago? And was that kind of when it happened? Or? No. So um, I moved, the divorce was final in December of 2022. So like seven months ago. Okay. Gotcha. But um, I tried making it work. We just, a uh, lot of things, a lot of things kind of yeah. went on, but we just tried making it work and it wasn't working. Yeah. So I kind of just feel like I got to a point where I'm like, I feel like God is telling me kind of where I need to go. Mm. It's mainly just yeah. like, I'm feeling so scared to finally make that cut and be yeah. like, I'm okay. Yeah. I, I surrender. I'm yeah. done. Like you lead the way now. Um, so for about a year I tried making, we were only married for a short time, but for a, about a year we tried making it work as best we can. And mm. it just was not working. Yeah. So I finally got to the point that I'm like, okay, you lead the way yeah. to God. Which is and scary to trust Really, like really scary yeah. because it is so, I got in like a really comfortable, I was kind of in my flow and then I'm like, mm. ah, I can't do this. Yeah. This is so hard. It's like, and then there was, I don't even remember what song this was, but there's a song lyric that says sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. 
And that really hit me because I'm like, this is so true. The only way for me to really grow and develop myself is if I make the harder choice now, knowing that there is an end goal in mind and that I'm just going to do the best that I can. So yeah. Yeah. I love that mm-hmm. because it's it's true. Sometimes we try to avoid those hard things, even yes. if they're right. Yes. Even if that is what we're feeling kind of called to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I got the chills when you said that. Actually, <laughs> I would love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So your healing journey, how yes. do you feel like that? I mean, how did you even start to realize like, okay, I want to like look inside myself and see what I can, what I can heal, what I can fix, how I can change? Um. I really started valuing um, genuine connection with people. And I, the more that I was around people, the more I felt connected to the ones who were really being open and vulnerable Mm. and kind of letting me know their weaknesses and like stuff that they're working on. And I was like, this is the first time I feel like I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So like, it's not bad if you kind of accept your weaknesses and kind of change those. Like, okay. Um, just because I, I feel like I have, um, a pretty perfectionistic mentality and I've always been kind of a people pleaser. So me too. Yes. Both of those things. Yes. Very. So I'm like, this yeah. is the first time that I'm like, wow, I feel so comfortable around people who are just like, oh, like, you know, this yeah. is me, take it or leave it. But like, here I am. Yeah. So I'm like, I just feel so much more connected and genuine when I'm speaking with people like that. And it kind of just made me want to be better myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of what got me introduced. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So what are things that you're doing um, right now to, obviously healing takes a long time. Like yeah. it, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It doesn't just, it's not a quick fix. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that you're doing right now to kind of help with that process as well? Um, so I think for me, I've started a pretty steady journal routine. So mm-hmm. I have a pretty good morning routine where I wake up, I read the scriptures, try to connect with God first thing yeah. in the morning has helped me. And then also meditating and then journaling mm-hmm. out my thoughts and kind of being like, um, how can I show myself love today? How can I um, be grateful? And just kind of say three things I'm grateful for and just yeah. like start that off. Even like the first thing when I do when I wake up is to be like, thank you, God yeah. of the universe for for another day. Like I'm so excited to see where this goes and just having that optimistic mentality Mm. that, um, can kind of keep you at a higher bar throughout the day because it's like so many things out of our control um, can happen. Oh yeah. So as long as you kind of set that bar high, like this is where I am, this is where I'm going to start then it will be good. Yeah. Cause so, then when those things come and it, it's yeah. kind of crappy sometimes, it's yeah. like, okay, I started really high, so we're good. Mm-hmm. I, I have some room to kind of course correct. Yeah. I love that. Totally. Is journaling hard for you? For me, it's like very hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. But then at the same time, it, it's hard to just kind of get into a habit, like, right. It takes I guess 21 so. days yeah. to get into a habit. Yeah. So those first 21 days are like kind of hit and miss, but yeah. then the more that you're like, I actually, I focused on how it made me feel. Like, mm. I feel so much better when I journal. So I yeah. tried to just use that to motivate me yeah. to do it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So what have you been up to since you've been back in St. George? Um, I have gone to therapy. You guys, is awesome. I have nothing but good things to say about therapy. Um, so I've been seeing a lot of therapists around here dealing with trauma and, oh, I um, also eating disorders. That is a, another thing that um, I developed an eating disorder that um, kind of rocked my world too. So yeah, yeah. just been working. I'm, I majored in social work. So oh, cool. Yeah. So That's I have awesome. patients that I go into their homes and make sure that they're doing okay before they transition over to the other side. So it's like, I'm 
seeing them at a really sacred and vulnerable oh, spot, yeah. which yeah. I love. I love my career. Um, yeah. And then I also have been getting into a lot more holistic like health practices mm. as well. That's cool. Trying to heal your body naturally and all that. I so. love that. So with your job, what called you to social work? Like what, how did, how did you get there? Cause I think it's so cool. Like you're yeah. in a position that you can help so mm-hmm. many people, yeah. but what kind of called you to that? Did you always know? Um, I didn't really always know. I was in college trying to figure out what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I was thinking something medical. I'm like, I really like the medical okay. realm, um, but I didn't really want to do more of the nursing. And then yeah. a, in a lot of my schooling, I really liked learning about the brain and learning about how it works and functions in different personality traits and everything that I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll just go into social work. Yeah. I didn't really think anything of like a big long-term career. I was just kind of like, I just like these classes, yeah. so I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And... Um, And then it wasn't until like a year ago, as I'm kind of on this healing journey that I'm like, I actually think I, there was like a divine intervention that like, I feel like I should have gone into social work. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the best career for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Isn't it so cool that you can look back and be like, that yeah. was handpicked. Yes, like, exactly. That was me. That <laughs> yeah. was that was me. Even though me. I didn't even mean to do it. But yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. You're like, that was destined yes. right there. That needed to happen in the plan for sure. Yes, I exactly. love that. So um, again, you don't have to answer anything you don't want to. Yeah. But did you start to struggle with your eating disorder around the same time as your divorce? Or so it was, was actually that right when I got married. Okay. Which so I that never, was yeah. along with... Go, deciding to be de- all of that yeah mm-hmm. yeah that is a lot yeah um so it's kind of interesting because um I feel like the the body manifests your emotional state in a very physical way yes I believe yes. so oh, yeah my wedding was actually the last time I had my period and then it didn't okay. come back for like until I got divorced which is wow. just crazy because yeah. I'm like I feel like that was a sign like this is not the road that I'm supposed yeah. to go down yeah um, and I started paying attention to that a little bit more and I've, my, my relationship with food has always been like super, super healthy. I would say like, yeah. I didn't really give much thought or meaning to food yeah. except for when I got married, it was just like, it was a total flip of a switch. And then, mm. um, I found myself falling into like over exercising, but not eating certain foods. And then I slipped into <clears throat> macro counting, which for me, was not the healthiest. Yeah. I understand some people love that, but for me, I'm like, it made it too, too obsessive to, um, really just my whole world revolved around if I hit my macros or if I didn't, or what my body looks like, or if I had a slice of bread that went over my macros, I'm like, I'm fat. And I could feel like I literally saw fat adding to my body yeah, I was also under 100 pounds. So I'm like, there was some extreme body yeah. dysmorphia oh, yeah. um, that went on. And then just like the lack of connection that I was having in my marriage, I feel like that just like added to added the to fire it. that I was like, I don't really know why this happened in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, how has that healing journey been in like in realizing that you know you did have that eating disorder mm-hmm. and then how has it been since that point yeah so it wasn't until 
So my ex-husband and I lived out in California, and then when my mom and my sister or, like, some of my friends who I knew before I got married okay, yeah. would see me, and yeah. they're like, you're not okay. Yeah. So what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I've always, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty optimistic in general. Yes. So I'm like, yeah. oh, everything's fine. Yeah. And then it kind of got to the point that um, my mom had to kind of step in and, like, talk to my ex-husband would be like, Hey, I'm super worried about Rachel. Like she's yeah. never, she's never really done this before. Is everything okay? Mm. And then that's kind of when he started like opening up. And I feel like he didn't really know how to deal with eating disorders in general. Cause all he would say is you have to gain 10 pounds before the next time that we see my family. And oh. I'm like, Oh, okay. So, which is a rock to your world when yeah. mentally you're like the bread example, like no yeah I'm like I don't want to do that that. it's impossible for you to even ask that question and then I started learning a little bit more about eating disorders and how it's more of an emotional um Mm. disorder rather than it's not about the food but we make it about the food yeah um so the fact that he was just like oh you need to gain 10 pounds didn't really put himself into my situation and I feel like it wasn't yeah. it was just kind of more for his need because people were looking it off at him or, yeah like yeah. he was a bad husband and all this stuff and I was just like oh I didn't that's not my intention I yeah. just am kind of struggling more than I realized yes yes so yeah just we 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 tried but it was just not a good situation yeah so. yeah I feel like there is such a lack of knowledge about eating mm-hmm. disorders and it's almost still taboo to talk about like it's not something that is like communicated or or like this is what that is and this is how you can you know like I just feel like that's something that is not I don't know communicated I guess for the lack of a better word yeah exactly so how was that in like realizing okay yeah I'm not okay with that because it is something that isn't I mean like with anxiety and depression I feel like it's Mm -hmm. getting better yeah where it's like yeah, you can say that and it's okay. You know, like yeah. it's less of a, not shock, but I can't think of yeah. good words right now. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I totally get that. Um, Cause the thing about eating disorders is like, you would really have to be really open and vulnerable with yourself and also with others oh, yeah. because eating disorders, it stems from an addiction with food, right? Yeah. So, um, but that's really embarrassing to say, like I have an addiction with food, but like alcoholics are like, Oh, I'm yeah. an alcoholic and it's more socially acceptable. Yes. Um, that's a good word. I'm yes. like, what words am I trying to think of? Yes. But yeah. with food, it's like people just look at you like, Oh, that's a weird, like you're weird. Yes. But it's yes. like, it's not like I chose this. Yeah. It's not like alcoholics like chose to become yes. addicted to well, anything. And it's not weird. It's just a no. struggle that yeah. people have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also eating disorders are actually the hardest addiction to overcome Mm. because it's not like you can just cut out food yeah (laughs) like you have to face that fear yeah multiple times a day in order to survive oh yeah so it's interesting because I'm and then I've kind of done a lot more introspective work like work like um how come I would rather like in a sense self-sabotage myself to Mm. the point of death and starving my body to death rather than facing like some some of these um like super dark kind of areas in my life and in my physical life and in my marriage too that I'm just like I will literally die if I continue going on this path so it's like it's interesting because people with eating disorders it's not like you're consciously thinking like how can I slowly kill myself today how can I like it's just no no it's not like that yeah you just kind of find yourself there and then it's like oh geez what do I what am I doing yeah but it does take 
that person kind of waking up people you can have a really strong support system and like hey like what can we do to get you healthy? well and it sounds like you had that like you had people yeah. realizing like okay Rachel are you okay like mm-hmm. what's going on but it is kind of hard because it really does have to be that one person who's willing to change mm-hmm. certain aspects about themselves yeah. and to fully let go of control because with eating disorders you're grasping for a sense of control that you feel like you lose in your life okay which makes and sense because yes. you can control the food you exactly. can control, what I can't control yeah. the food and in my marriage I don't feel like I could control anything else that was going Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. um I feel like I just kind of completely gave up my whole life to um my ex at the time yeah like okay what am I doing so yeah yeah. so it's kind of just really but I feel like in order to fully heal from any addiction especially eating disorders is you do have to let go and surrender Mm -hmm. to a higher power whatever you believe in for me it's God yeah and just try to be like can you please like intervene here I I cannot do this on my own and being humble enough to come to him to be like I need help yeah I cannot do this on my own I've tried yeah and just really let letting him intervene and it's beautiful to watch. Like looking back, I'm like, yeah, I'm still kind of struggling with like recovering. Oh yeah, from that yeah. in a sense. But at the same time, I'm like, God was in like every single aspect of my life. Out in California, when I felt so alone, He sent people that helped me a lot. I just yeah. have a genuine sort of connection. That I'm like looking back, that He was He was in every single step of the way. Yeah. So I love it. It's I, beautiful. I know. I love that you can look back and be like, "Yep, that's where He was, and yeah. I needed Him there, and He showed up." And yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. As like your support system, like you said, it, it's that person who's struggling, right? Like yeah. that has to ultimately decide. Yeah. But what? what would you, I guess, advise or what did your support system do? Like when you have someone in your life that is struggling with any sort of addiction, like how did they show up in a way that did support you and help? Yeah. So my sister and my mom, um, they both have like really different strengths. I would say Mm -hmm. my sister kind of keeps life fun a little bit and like, let's kind of distract your mind from not even in a conscious sense, but she's just fun to be around. So it's like, we'd have dance parties. We'd like connect in different ways. And then my mom, he was also very emotionally like in tune with herself, um, really dove in and wanted to understand more about eating disorders mm. more than I even understood. Yeah. So she actually, she went to a therapist in, in hopes that she could understand how to help me. I love because that. she was just watching me wither away and she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm clearly doing everything wrong. Even though she wasn't, she was yeah. trying. Yeah. Um, so she, there's this book for anybody out there who's like struggling with eating stuff. There's this book called life without Ed. And Ed is um, in in reference to eating disorder. Okay. But it kind of views an eating disorder like another toxic relationship. Okay. Which is really interesting. So she really read that book and it has a section in there on like how the support system can help the person with the eating disorder a little bit more. Or even it's a book for therapists, how to navigate helping those who have eating disorders in a better sense. Yeah. So my mom started um, doing a little bit more like activities or things that were recommended in that book to try to just help me yeah and ask in what support so each day she'd be like how can I best support you today like what are you struggling with you don't have to tell me this is a safe spot yeah I just want you to feel safe and just like re just oh what's the word just um she really was adamant about making 
this a really safe spot and I that I am that. secure and yeah. safe and here and just all of these different things. Cause that also comes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. The number one thing we have to feel as humans is to feel safety and security. And yeah. if we're not feeling that, then our whole triangle is off. Yeah. Well, and you can't, so, you can't pursue anything else at that no. point. Like, yeah, no, yeah, you're quite literally in survival mode for, and a good portion of life. Like people can do this for years yeah and not really wake up and be like what's going on yeah yeah realize okay wait where am I what's happening Mm -hmm. yeah I love that I love that your mom like took the initiative to like deep dive into something like not only was she asking Kate how can I support you today because that's a big one because every day I feel like in any situation it's so different like today I need this, but tomorrow I'm going to need this. Like, I don't need that anymore, you know, but to take that extra step into like deep dive into what you were struggling with so that she could know how to be there for you is so, so cool to see someone take that initiative. Yeah. And I'm super appreciative because I'm like, I, it's not like I would have told her, please read this book. Please go to therapy for me. Like, cause you don't want to know. I mean, it's not burdening, but if if you were to ask, you don't want to burden someone like with that, but Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like I keep thinking about this, so I'm gonna ask. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned earlier about like the holistic side of things mm-hmm. that you were kind of learning about and deep diving into. Do you feel like that has helped a lot? And what have you been learning about that? Because I feel like there's so much to untap oh, uh, just yeah. about natural and mm-hmm. what we've been given already. Like how can we unlock that? Yes. Anyways, yeah. So hey, this is like oh, this is right up my alley. So <laughs> Um, the body holds on to specific emotions. And if we're not clearing out some of those emotions, then we can literally develop chronic illnesses, chronic illnesses and cancer because it's mm. like, we're so unwilling to like, let these emotions go or even like weight, for example, yeah. people who struggle with weight. It's like, that is a very emotional sense that you're, you're physically holding on to weight, but you're emotionally holding on to weight. Yeah. Or if you have chronic illnesses, it's it's there to let you know something's off in the body and something mm. needs to be looked Which at. Which is so interesting to yes. think about. Like, okay, yes. what what emotionally am I am I carrying because yeah. this is showing yes, sort of thing. Exactly. It's like we should be using those signs to be like, okay, so my thyroid is off or my blood labs or whatever. Yeah. Something came back normal and just to just kind of be open. Is there an emotion here mm. that I have not really dealt with? in in the past and if there is then sometimes it's like okay I just need to go to therapy or I really need to let go yeah. of the guilt and shame that I feel revolving this topic yeah. but as, I feel like as soon as you ask yourself the question of um what is off in my body that needs to be addressed you will get an answer that yeah. even though it like it might take some time yeah if that's your first time being open with yourself oh, but yeah. like yeah. it will come yeah in the form and even if you pray about it or meditate on it you'll be receiving answers that's like so this needs to be addressed. This needs to be changed. Sometimes it's in your relationships. Mm. And then sometimes it's also just in like your food and how you're feeding yourself or get more movement. But it's like you will receive answers. Yeah. And as soon as you're striving to live like a higher, I say like if you want to align to the higher vibration of yourself, mm. mm-hmm. then those things usually will go away. But yeah. as long as you're like being called to fixing it or kind of rerouting certain areas in your life then the physical sense will go away yeah so which is crazy just Mm -hmm. to even think about like that it's all that's all connected yeah (laughs) yeah because we're all spiritual beings in a mortal body that's like 
this is our spirit is like something suffering here, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And sometimes it really is just cancer, but if you can kind of get to it before it really develops into something further, yeah. then I do believe our our bodies are powerful. We all have the power of God. God is powerful. Yes. So it's like yeah. as soon as we start on a mental healing journey, we will also experience a physical journey, healing journey as well. I love that so much. I think that's so important. Um, so as, I mean, I, I'm not super informed on like the holistic side of things. I think it's so interesting, Yeah. but obviously you know way more than I do about that. So what would you like encourage someone who would be starting like okay. to kind of look more at that and to like realize, okay. Cause like, that's so inspiring to me to be like, oh my gosh, like all these things that like physically I'm feeling like to look at that, like, where would you even start? Like, um, it's kind of hard. Um, yeah. Like I'm like, I know I'm like, where did I even really start? I would say drinking your water and this might sound crazy, but kind of being okay. Actually, here we go. Being a lot more intentional in what you do in life. If you pray, then make an intention. Like my intention throughout this day is to feel this or is to mm. do this. But um, I've kind of started talking to my water before I drink it I love and that. be like, my intention in drinking this glass of water is to cleanse out my system or to fill my body with light and love. I and love then that. I do believe the more that you're like really intentional in every single thing that you do in your life and like that it will, that it will be only for your benefit, but yeah. like even yeah. prayer it's no coincidence that we have been told to pray over every single meal because this is food that can act as medicine in our body. Mm. So if we're praying to it, to God and also to the food, not really not praying to the food, but like talking to the food of like what our intention is, Oh yeah, please like, you know, nourish my body in the way that it needs to do. It will like, you can literally be eating a piece of cake. And if you're like, this is good for me, this is healthy for me. That mindset, you just that mindset of Mm -hmm. everything that I put into my body is, is healing. Yeah. But if, as soon as you give that food, like the guilt mentality, you're also filling your body with those emotions. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. you can kind of talk to whatever the food is, at least for me, this is kind of my realm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like in, especially with women, it's such a hard thing. We feel like we have to eat a certain way in order 100%. to look a certain way. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as you can kind of t- tap into that man- mentality of light and love, mm-hmm. you will start seeing your food, your eating experiences filled with more light and love. And you will actually see yourself experiencing in an emotional, mental sense, light and love throughout yeah. your world. Yeah. So I would I just say that. being a lot more intentional yeah. with your day. Yeah. Which I think a lot of things you said have just been like an awareness, like an awareness of myself, an awareness of what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing, and an awareness of what I'm doing throughout the day. Yeah. Like being, okay, am I really doing this or am I just like kind of shutting down right now? You know, those sorts of things. So exactly, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, perfect. I'm going to try it because yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love, and you can tell that you have seen a difference in doing that as well. Like when you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool to see like, no, like this really works. Like this is a huge part of, yeah. of what, um, has helped me mm-hmm. and was, you know, helped get heal, start to heal at least. Yeah. Healing is a long journey, but it really is. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you kind of want to share about the holistic journey or anything that's coming to mind? No. Okay. No, not really. Awesome. Well, we just have a couple minutes left. Okay. So I typically like to ask most of the people I interview at the end, um, someone that inspires them and why. 
And if you can't think of one person, because there's tons, if you can think of like a characteristic or an attribute that those people maybe share and why that is inspiring to you. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this sounds crazy, but I feel like Hilary Duff has always been... I, yes. (laughs) I'm also obsessed with the Lizzie McGuire movies, so maybe that's why. But I feel like she is like a celebrity that has truly, in a sense, kind of overcome the society and like the norms and the oh, rules yeah. because she yeah. feel I feel like she kind of still lives a very personal life yeah but she's also aged beautifully oh yeah where she doesn't yeah. I don't know for me I'm like she's always just been this celebrity that's like I really admire that yeah she, you can see her and like she's filled with light yes I don't know what yes. she's doing but yeah. like she's filled with light yeah um but also my grandma I love my grandma so <laughs> I love it, I love it. Yeah, I love it. There could be so many people. I it's know. great. It's great. Yeah. So what about your grandma specifically is like coming to your mind right now? Um, my grandma, in a sense, is she's a very safe and secure person to be around. Whenever I'd hug mm-hmm. her, I, I could like feel the love going into my body. I, I feel like that. just in like yeah. her wrapping, wrapping me up into a hug. It's just, it yeah. was just like, I, I just love her. She has since she's passed. She's been gone for like six years okay but I can always just remember the way that she made me feel yeah even if I was having a hard day she was just it was just a lot of love yeah in her presence you just felt nothing but love I love that and I love that you can still remember that like Mm -hmm. which is something I mean such a good thing to strive for like I want to leave people with that and I want to them to remember that that's how I made them feel yeah exactly yeah I love that. Well, thank you, Rachel. Yes, you're welcome. 30 thank minutes you. goes by so fast. So fast. See, it's just, <laughs> it goes by so, so fast. But yeah. I'm so grateful that you felt comfortable enough to share a lot of those things with us. Yeah. Um, because I know, like, the best part about what I love doing the podcast is the people who respond and are like, I needed to hear that. Yeah. So I know that by you being vulnerable and sharing, mm-hmm. that it's going to help someone else on the pod. So thank you so much. Yes, that you're welcome. Awesome. No problem. But we're so grateful that you guys listened today. Thanks for hopping on and hearing Rachel's story. Um, We're so grateful for her and her willingness to share with us. We hope you guys have such a good week that you can take something from Rachel's story and apply it to your lives or help you feel not so alone. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.